on this episode of the Magic Business Podcast, you'll hear this and more. I really think that is the question that nobody seems to ask, nobody thinks about, and it is the, the underlying foundation of everything. Welcome to the Magic Business Podcast, where we share insightful and delightful inner secrets about the business of magic. This is where magic professionals present their real-life experiences and their most guarded secrets to help further your career in the magical arts. I'm your host, Roland Sarlat, in partnership with the MagicOracle.club, where you can hear all of our magic business podcasts. Bryce Kuhlman started performing magic professionally at 10 years old and at 16 was making six figures in today's dollars. In college, he used magic to pay for his tuition. He then went to Motorola and started his career communicating with satellites. He left there to start multiple web businesses. In the intervening 25 years, Bryce has developed software and websites for some of the biggest names in magic. Bryce is a wealth of information and knows more about computers and websites than anyone I know. I'm super excited to have him here on our program. Bryce, welcome to the Magic Business Podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. It's going to be fun. Bryce, what are the secrets to a great website? <laughs> well, before we talk about the website, we have to talk about bigger things. Um, and I think that the, the biggest thing is that it's not about you. Um, and I should say, before we get into this, you know, we should qualify a little bit that, that what we're talking about today is websites and sales and that sort of thing for somebody who's booking gigs. And I don't care whether they're children's parties or corporate, it doesn't matter. But but this is not, the, the answers are very different if you're building a website, if you're doing your own show in your own venue. So, so with that being said, uh, but if you're being hired, if you're getting booked, it's not about you and your magic. It's about it's about the people who are trying to hire you and what they need and what they need to hear and see to, to make a decision to, to pick up the phone and, and call you. That's what it's about. It's not about your website. I mean, the website's there just to support that goal, basically. And how do I know what they need to know? If you're paying attention, um, you know, and again, let's let's assume you've done some gigs. Um and in order to book those gigs, you've had to be on the phone with people. People have called you, however they got your name number, and you've had to close the deal. And if you're paying attention, just like if you're paying attention in your own show and listening to the audience, you should be listening to what's coming out of their mouth. And um, so that's just level one is to just pay attention. What questions are you being asked on the phone? Now, there's a dirty side to this, which is, of course, a lot of people, well, first of all, a lot of people are going to ask about price up front which is the last question you want to answer. The, just this is a sales thing. The last thing you want to talk about is money. Um, you want them to, you want to make sure that they want you really, really bad before you ever mention numbers. Um, but, but the other thing is you have to be prepared and you have to be thinking about all of the questions that they're not asking because they're afraid, because they might feel silly, because they might feel a little pushy. Um, that's where the gold is. And, and, and understanding the questions are asking and, and, and then having really good answers to those questions and then putting the answers together into a, 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 a persuasive order, a persuasive flow on the website. That's what the website is for. It's to basically sell you. It's to get them convinced that you are the right person for the job before they ever pick up the phone. That's why your website exists, in my opinion. So in a way, it's kind of a funnel. Oh, yeah. 
to answer all these questions to lead him to a certain action. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and the questions, I mean, we, we can obviously get into a lot of details. I mean, there's really two, there's two things you have to do. The, the, the questions really, all this falls under two categories, in my opinion, which is one qualification, which nobody talks about. Nobody talks about. And so I'm sure we'll get into that here in a minute, Roland. Um, qualification and confidence. Right. So I need to feel confident that you are the right. That's the easier one. I need to feel confident that you are the right person for the job. Um, and, and the qualification, like I said, it's one that nobody seems to talk about. And I don't know why. When I think about websites, most people are showing their badges, lectures they've done or, or awards they've done. But they don't talk about really the qualifications I have for the job that I'm trying to get. Correct. And and you kind of need to, you know, there's there's this thing in, in sales where, you know, there, there's a tactic in sales where you, and it's usually for higher dollar things, where you ask, you're, you're basically making the person who's trying to hire you qualify themselves back to you. It's a little dangerous if you don't know what you're doing. But, but I mean, if you think about it, so if somebody comes to your website they found out about you. However, I don't care. However, this isn't a marketing discussion. This is about this is about the website. So they've landed on you somehow. It should be obvious immediately that you are geographically appropriate, right? I mean, so if you're booking, if you're doing primarily children's parties, I need to know right then and there, first thing out of the gate, that you are within a you know one city distance, whatever that city is. You're not in Manila. Right. Now, if you're doing high-end corporate, maybe that doesn't matter. But even there it does, because if you're in the, in the country, at least, maybe an airline ticket is $300. If you're over the, across the pond in another, you know, in another completely different country, that can now be a couple thousand dollar ticket for the person who's hiring you and bringing you in. Um, so simple things like that. I mean, and, and let's talk about, do you work the kind of venues that I'm trying to book? You know, if I'm trying to book a big stage show for a product launch or something, I want to see pictures and videos of you on stage, filling a, filling a stage and, and working for hundreds of people or thousands of people. If you're all about, you know, close-up magic, that ain't going to do it. And vice versa. You know, if I want to hire you to, to work a trade show booth, I don't care if you have giant, I don't want your big stuff. I need you to come in and fit into a, you know, a, a, a one meter square uh, box for, for 12 hours a day. A lot of magicians aren't able to do one thing. They do a lot of different things to pay the bills. Um, they're still working their way, trying to, to, to get that the big corporate. But let's say you, you pick up sure. a couple of corporates here, you do restaurants, you have families, you even do some kids shows um, once in a while that maybe you're, you're specializing or maybe you don't. Should I have one website answer all these questions? The short answer is no. First of all, I would, again, I would zoom out for a minute and say, you're going to be best served by being one, th being the best at one thing. I mean, that's just business. You know, you look at any, any you know, successful business, especially magicians, like they ultimately they do one thing. Matt King does one thing. Lance, you know, all these guys. But I understand, you know, if you're starting out or you're local and you're not at that place yet financially and you need to take all the gigs, for the love of Pete, no, you have to have, and I wouldn't say separate web pages. You want separate websites unless, you know, like, like if you're doing corporate and trade shows, okay, those kind of go together, right? It's still, you're, it's a B2B sort of thing. You're supporting business, but, but somebody who's trying to book you for a $15,000 corporate gig does not want to see your birthday party stuff. Talk about killing a deal right out of the gate. <laughs> I don't want to see your sponge balls and your clown suit. Now, if you're a children's performer, 
then that's all I want to see. I don't want to see you in a suit. I don't want to see you standing behind, you know, in, in a trade show booth. No, I want to see you having fun with kids and being silly and having the funny suit or whatever it is that, you know, that I don't do children's parties never really did except in the really early days. So I don't know what sells there, but. So you're suggesting multiple sites. If, if people are doing these multiple times, types of venues, answering specific questions with qualifications and confidence, we'll get to in a little bit for, for those visitors in these three different areas, then you can focus each of those sites for that particular audience is what you're saying. Yeah. And what's fascinating is, is just web design in general over the last several years has gone for a lot of people when it's not to a one page site, you know, where you're scrolling up and down and maybe some in page links and that kind of stuff to make the navigation easy. But, but, you know, you don't need like, like nobody's going to look at your photo gallery, dude. They want to see photos. Certainly. And we'll talk a little bit, hopefully in, in a minute about, about photos and, you know, some of the, just a little bit of the details, just one step down. Uh, but um, but you, you don't need a hundred pages. Now there might be reason for SEO and all that stuff that we're not going to get into. But but uh, no no no, simple one page, and that makes it easy to have multiple domains. The domains are cheap. Building the sites is really really easy. And yeah. So in the end, what is the job of this website? The job of the website is to get somebody to pick up the phone. That is it. And I would say. The, a really well done website gets them to pick up the phone and pick up the phone convinced mostly that you were the right fit to do 80, 90% of the sale before you ever get on the phone. Ideally, they're going to pick up the phone and the only thing they want to know, they may have some clarifying questions. They just want to, you know, confirm a few things they might've read or seen on the website and to ask you if you're available and finally talk about money. That's a lot you want the website to do. Absolutely. You can never say about yourself what someone else can say about you. So it sounds like a, a great tool, possibly one of the best tools we have out there. Is that right? Absolutely. And you know, it's funny. I have a friend of mine who's a business coach and, and he's so funny. He's like, he's like people, and he's talk, he, he doesn't talk about magicians or talk to magicians, but in, just in business, he says, people still assume that when somebody picks up the phone, they don't know anything about you. That's dumb. We've had the internet for a long time. I mean, nobody is going to pick up the phone and, and just call you without trying to find you online, website, Facebook, tw you know, whatever. I mean, they're going to do their, they're going to do some due diligence before they ever call you. And read all those one-star reviews. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So you better deal with those properly too. Yeah. That's a whole nother podcast, but yeah. <laughs> so you talked a little bit about confidence giving that potential buyer confidence that you are hopefully the right person for their particular job. Let's talk about qualifications. How do you look at qualifications? You have to put yourself in the shoes of the person who's trying to hire you. You have to ask yourself, who is this person? What are their, what are their concerns? Let's just start there. They're not a magic expert. They maybe have never booked a magician, maybe they never booked entertainment for that matter. So they have fears. You need to, you need to understand those fears are, they have desires. You know, we talk a lot about, about, you know, getting booked for like corporate and, and, you know, whether it's a head of HR who's calling or whoever it is, an executive assistant doesn't matter. What is, what do they actually want? They don't care about your magic show. What they want is they want to go into work on Monday morning and have all of their colleagues go, Oh my God, that was the best party ever. That magician was amazing. Thank you for hiring them. They were so easy to work with and fun and whatever it is, that's a corporate thing. 
that's the goal. Sometimes the goal isn't that. Sometimes it's sales. If you're working a trade show booth, like, oh my God, that magician brought in more people to our booth than anything we've ever done in the last 20 years. That's what the person calling you wants for themselves. And those are the kind of questions you have to ask yourself and be able to answer on that website. Now, that person who's calling you may or may not have such a specific goal. They might, that might be their goal, but they don't know it's their goal. Right. How do I get more clarity on what they're asking about versus what they really want? Experience is always the best. So if you can dig in and there's a whole, there's a whole philosophy called question-based selling and there's methodologies around, you know, asking questions and digging a little bit deeper when it's appropriate. And, but that's, that's advanced. I think the best thing you can do, if you've been doing this, even for a little while, you've booked some gigs, you've done some gigs is turn off the computer close the book, stop buying crap from people who are trying to tell you how to run your magic business and just sit, get a piece of paper, get some music, go in a quiet place, whatever it is, and just play a game with yourself and put yourself in, it's empathy, honestly, put yourself in the shoes of that buyer, whoever that buyer is. And the better you can, better you can understand and actually define who that buyer is, the easier this is going to be. The more you know about this person and what their life is like, the easier it's going to be. And just sit and think about it. And like I said, and empathize and try to be them for a minute and say, God, what would I be afraid of? What would I want? And play these games with yourself and start there. And then, of course, now you've got a foundation. Now, when you're on the phone and at the gig and after the gig and doing follow-up, now you can confirm or deny that your, your intuition was correct. And build up somewhat of a, a small database, I guess is what you're saying, to then be able to uh, see if these themes keep coming back so you can develop that into your site. So much, so much of sales is about, is about objection killing, honestly. And I guess that's where your, your, your suggestions for having different websites allows you to more specifically narrow these audiences. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to, and I want, yeah, I want, I want to pre-sell as much as possible. I want to get around all those objections, as many objections as I can before they ever pick up the phone and call me. Let's say I've, I've done my work. I've been taking notes. I've been recording my calls. I ask the people who hired me after the gig, how things were, and I, I make my notes and I have a plan now. What are the steps I want to take on my site in this new transformation to convince my visitors I'm right for the job? I kind of codified this quite a few years ago. I was working with a, a friend of mine who was a, a master copywriter, like, like, like hundred grand sales page kind of copywriter. And what, what I did is I took what is kind of a long form sales letter, traditional, really well-known process um, for, for any sort of sale uh, and just applied it to magic. And so I can, I can quickly go over, I don't want to go over all of it because it's, it's way too detailed, um, but I can go over some of the main kind of flows. And, and um, you know, to me, it has to start with a headline. You have to have whatever that first thing is, that first, whether it's usually, usually it is an actual headline, it's a written headline. It could be an image, it could be a video, but the first thing they see has to be compelling enough for them to continue clicking and reading more. First impressions. First impression is critical. And, and you know, uh, Max Maven has this, and everybody misquotes him, so I hope they'll get it right if Max ever hears this. Um, you know, he's, he talks about when you walk out on stage for the first time, you have to answer three questions in the first 10 seconds. Who is this person? What story are they telling? And why do I care? 
And that's where, you know, whatever that first thing is, you have to be able to hit this person and go, oh, wow, this is actually like it could be an answer to one of the questions that comes up a lot. It could be it's it's like, oh, wow, like right out of the gate, this person seems like they might be a good fit. I want to keep reading and watching more. So having that opening line, you know, it, it's like the, you know, the, the number one rated children's entertainer in Minneapolis, Minnesota. That's not really a great headline, headline, headline ratings, an art, but, but something like that, that just kind of defines you and your brand and who you are. And that like says to the person, Hey, I'm in the right place. Maybe this might be the right person for me. Great. So I would start there. Um, and, and the second step, and again, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to gloss over a lot really is the qualification part in the sense of you want text videos photo that really shows in my in, in like the type of magic you do the type of not really magic the type of venues let me say that a different way the type of venues you work again are you an illusionist doing big things are you a close up performer are you primarily you know business trade show that kind of thing so that again i go oh this is good and now i go oh wow this person fits at least fits in the venue and the type of gig that i'm i'm trying to book from there, it's credibility building. So this is where, and again, you know, we can go into lots of details, but but this is where data rules, really. You know, this is where we want, like, like you know, your client list, your testimonials, you know, these sorts of things that just say, hey, this person, like, they're working for the same types of businesses as, that I am. Then you can get into actually talking about the magic. Um, but but only then. And, 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 you know, at that point, again, they should already be sold on this. It sounds like some of those points actually are covering confidence as well as qualification. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, you know, you, we think they're hiring us for entertainment. The other thing that I, I would propose that in a best situation, especially if you want to get rehired, if you want re- regular recurring work, you want this person to also see you as a trusted advisor. Bryce, I don't want a homemade website that looks amateur. And I, do, I know websites can go to probably millions of dollars. What kind of money does it take to build a decent non-amateur website? Well, things have changed a lot. The, the, the advice I'm going to give now, I would not have given even five years ago, but just things have changed. You can build your own using something like WordPress, as much as I, I used to really rail against WordPress, um, and I, it still has its issues. If, by the way, if you do use WordPress, just make sure you have all the security plugins and updates. And all that stuff. <laughs> um, but but the, the point being that you can, you that is free. You can get a web server, you know, a GoDaddy, whatever, whoever you want. I'm not promoting anybody specific, but um, for like, you know, eight bucks a month. And you can find either free or really inexpensive, less than $100 templates that are professionally designed that look really nice out of the box. So that's the very beginning. You can do it for almost nothing. However, I would suggest, because the, the other part of this is how do you stand out from the rest of your competition, right? How do, how do we know that, that, that we want to hire this person instead of that person, Um and, and so if they are actually comparing and comparison shopping, you want to look really professional and put together. You want to have a semblance of a brand, even if you don't have a brand yet. And that's where I think it is worth it to spend, you know, it can be 500, 1,000, 1,500 bucks to bring in an actual designer to do things like pick fonts, 
pick colors, help you. I mean, just even things like, like, like photos can be doctored just a little bit so that they match in tone and color with the rest of the site so that it looks just professional and looks put together, not a hodgepodge of, of things don't, that are just visually distracting. I think it's really worth it. And like I said, you don't have to spend thousands to hire somebody to build it from the ground up. You just need to tweak it. Then you have at least a good base. Absolutely. I remember I, I paid a guy one time just to do background photos. I, I like, like I had like seven or eight sections. I'm like, I just want background photos. And he went and found, I told him the themes and he found them and he colorized them and it was perfect. And something that would have been very hard for us to do. Yeah. Cost him a couple hundred bucks. It would have taken me a week and I would have sucked at it. <laughs> I'm not good at that stuff. I'm not a visual person. That's not my skill set. So hire some friends, hire some friends of friends that have experience in these different areas that we may not. Go to the local school, high school, college, you know, find somebody there. Okay. Whatever it takes. And there's so many ways to find these people today. And the technology you're okay with things like WordPress or some of these free sites that at least help them get started. Yeah. The, the only, the only trick is you, if you go with something like a, and I don't even know all of them that are out there now, but Wix is one that, you know, you, the last thing you, you, you need to pay the money that is necessary to get their branding off your site. So even if it's WordPress, you don't want to say powered by WordPress and such and such a theme in the footer. You want it, if it costs a little bit of money to buy a license to, 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 to take that off, you want to do that. You, again, you just, and the last thing you want is ads from other people on your site because you want to save 10 bucks a month. That's just stupid. <laughs> As you know, all the Magic Business podcasts can be heard on the magicoracle.club. However, today... You are our guest, Oracle, the person with great wisdom and insight. So I'd like to ask you, Oracle Bryce, what's the most important question someone should ask you? I think it, and we touched on this a little bit, I really think it is how do you understand your buyer? I really think that is the question that nobody seems to ask nobody thinks about and it is the the underlying foundation of everything from your business cards to the way you speak on the phone to your website to you have to be able to understand who that person is and and, and you know I, I whenever i go to write a piece of copy I, I i have a it's like 22 pages or something that i fill out for for like one you know one page of copy i mean i ask everything about this person that i'm trying to sell I want to know their deepest, darkest fears. I, I mean, I literally, when I, we talk about like a customer avatar, I know the names of their kids. I know how old, their, how old their dog is. I know what street they live on. I know what they did had for dinner last night. Like in my mind, I have this very clear picture of this person and their entire psychological makeup, how much money they make, everything that might trigger them to either say yes or no to a sale. And from that, everything else, if you can get that right, everything else becomes really easy. Thank you, Bryce, for sharing your expertise with us today. And thank you for listening to our Magic Business Podcast. Please visit the magicoracle.club where you can hear all of our Magic Business Podcasts and enjoy a vast array of additional magical knowledge. I'd like to leave you with a quote from race car legend Mario Andretti. If things seem under control, you are just not going fast enough. As always, we at the Magic Oracle wish you great success on your path in the magical arts.